Can you monitor your health just by video via an app? Welcome to Tech First with John Goodseer. There's a new app out that can tell your heart rate, your heart rate variability, oxygen saturation, even your respiration or breathing rate, and perhaps even your mental stress, and soon blood pressure just by putting you on video. Sounds kind of crazy, right? Well, to figure out if it actually is, we're joined by David Maman. I should have asked how that's pronounced. CEO and co-founder of Binai.ca. David, welcome. Hey, John. Great being here. Thank you for having me. I'm a fan. Excellent. And did I did I screw up your last name or is it pretty good? Well, I usually use my man. No, my man is fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. That would work too. Well, welcome to the show. Anyways, let's start here. Thank you. There are some pretty incredible claims. Uh, tell me about your app. Tell me how it works. So the app actually has been in production for way over a year now. That's nothing new. We never released an app as a B2C solution, so it's not for the public yet. We are a B2B company. So basically we are, I guess we can call it even a digital health enabler. What do I mean by that? We sell our SDK and enable major organization. For example, uh, Sompo, among the largest insurance company in Japan, already use it in production and, and many others. How it works. You know, any smartwatch owner, knows those blinking lights at the back of sure, your watch. Absolutely. Right? And those blinking lights, doesn't matter if you use an Apple watch, Samsung watch, doesn't matter, Fitbit, those blinking lights actually send a tiny light beam, an infrared actually light beam to your skin, and then it can monitor a tiny color changes at your skin. And those tiny color changes provides an indication regarding the blood flow behind your skin. This absolutely, technology- But that's on your wrist, right? And exactly. you're actually talking about using the camera in a phone. Yes. So this technology called actually PPG, photopolestomography. And PPG have been out there, listen to that, since 1938. The first article about PPG is from 1938. So instead of sending a light beam, what we are doing, we're actually analyzing the light reflection intensity that comes from your cheeks to the camera lens. Interesting. And we can do it on a smartphone, on a laptop, on a tablet, even on a smart TV, basically. There's just a specific distance that we can extract this kind of a light. And doing uh, hardcore signal processing capabilities, we're analyzing that. And then we're able to get the same PPG quality and signal just out of the person's face. Does it matter uh, what quality do you need in the camera? So the camera quality, we don't need anything else. We need just in a very high level, we need actually uh, 30 frames per second. You know, any webcam from the past 15 years is 30 frames per second. But we need a decent processing capability of the device. So basically any iPhone 7 and above, any Android device from the past five years should work perfectly. We have over 7 million devices that already run our technology worldwide. So it's not that new, actually. Interesting. And does it matter what skin complexion you have? I mean, uh, no, so lily liver of, white, right? So it might work, but does it also work on darker skin people? So it works at a completely extreme wide range of tones. And we've been able to validate this technology in India, Nepal, Botswana, Poland, Russia, because we wanted to go from the extreme white to the extreme dark tone complexity in order to make sure that it's fully supported. And not only that, we also tried it from age four until the age of 92. 
So wow. any age works as well. We also goes without saying both genders, any gender, basically it's fully supported. The only thing we need is a reasonable light condition. And then we can extract everything actually just from your cheeks. So let's get into a couple of those things like oxygen saturation. I'm guessing that influences the color of your blood. Is that correct? Is that how you're finding it? How are you finding that data? So there's a lot of different articles that were published about how you can extract PPG from a PPG signal, your oxygen saturation. So we took actually what's defined as the gold standard. And we had a lot of, I guess we can call it challenges, how we can actually control the tiny whoever understand that the DC changes in the color that is generated by an RGB camera. Keep in mind that a lot of sensors at the back of the watch use IR sensors, yes. and we're using a pure RGB capabilities. So when we're thinking about oxygen saturation, you just probably have heard as well that Apple is providing no oxygen saturation with the Apple Watch 6. Samsung have provided it with things, have announced that their scan watch will have oxygen saturation. So it's completely doable. Yes. I truly believe that within the next two years, any wearable and any smartwatch device will have oxygen saturation and additional features. Talk about uh, blood pressure. How are you measuring that? So blood pressure is extremely interesting because we already submitted a few patents about this technology so I can share with you. So unlike blood pressure, the different vital signs that we're extracting today, such as heart rate, oxygen saturation, uh, respiration rate, a uh, mental stress level, which is based on the Bayevsky stress index, those are pure signal processing capabilities. So there is no statistical estimation. This is pure signal processing. Blood pressure, unlike those capabilities, is based on modeling. So we worked very hard with seven different hospitals worldwide in order to create the data set that we truly need, which is basically a person with invasive blood pressure measurement or a cuff-based blood pressure measurement and is faced exposed to the camera with our own recording application. And once we've been able to build this sufficient database of almost 13,000 people, then we've been able to actually model it correctly. So we are generating handcrafted 1,400 features out of the PPG signal. And yeah, I know that's hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're modeling. And the beautiful thing, it's not a black box. It's not just deep learning did the work for us. We are hard workers. You know, we have over a dozen PhDs in our team. So we have an extremely amazing team that we've built during the past few years. And we've been able to model it in a way that we're getting to FDA accuracy requirements for blood pressure. So it's, that's really interesting. So what you're basically telling me is that a lot of what you're doing, the oxygen saturation, the blood, the, the heart rate, heart rate variability, respiration, that's a direct measurement. You're seeing that and you're representing that. The actual blood pressure, that's a derived measurement. And you've been able to basically experimentally see how all those other factors can trigger your learning on blood pressure. Is that correct? Yes. It's not only that, it's actually more than that, because once we are able to extract a perfect PPG signal over 25 dB, which means like a very high quality signal, we're able to extract using signal processing mechanism we've built all the features that are needed from the core signal. And to that, we're also adding, of course, the respiration rate we're reconstructing and also the heart rate and oxygen saturation. And we've built this beautiful model. Very important fact about that. The entire technology that we've created is running on the device itself. Mm -hmm. You don't need a cloud service and there's no measurement running outside of the device. And the beautiful thing about that is that there is no privacy issue. 
Right. We as Bina, we never see the data that leaves the phone in any way. Everything is just for our customers. Blood pressure is not the end. Blood pressure, we're finished with the research. We're just in final uh, checkups before we're releasing it, but we're already working on hemoglobin levels to yep. know whether you're anemic or not. We're working already on alcohol blood level, and we truly hope before the end of the year to have the first version for alcohol blood level. That's very exciting. Wow. Very interesting. Yes. You can check yourself really quickly before you leave the bar. If we're ever going to a bar ever again. More, more um, than that. Think about that. Any Uber driver before he starts his shift should have a quick check. Any heavy labor operator, you know, you want to know that the person that works in your power station actually is not consuming yes. any alcohol while he works. Yes. And having this available on a smartphone or any tablet or any, you know, any even smart mirror is changing the industry today or corporate system that you have to access very exactly. very interesting so you're saying that this data is medical grade uh that's pretty interesting yes, because a lot of data that we have out there with consumer devices is not right so apple watch ecg that sort of thing not medical grade it's like you know two points of contact versus seven or something like that in a traditional ecg uh, yes. talk about how it's medical grade and and how you manage to achieve that yeah so it was a really hard struggle about how we're able to actually get the perfect level of signal with a perfect level of strength to isolate it and to dramatically increase the SNR, the signal to noise ratio. You know, basically when, when people don't understand sometimes, but even their Apple watch and nuts, nothing to, to say about Apple, don't get me wrong, it's any watch. Any kind of motion, any kind of movement, any kind of your watch just shaking a little bit on your wrist create a lot of noise. And what people don't understand many times that the noise is about 90% of the signal that you're getting. Wow. So normalizing motion, normalizing light condition, normalizing a lot of different exposures that are always happening. This was the toughest struggle that took us years to get to where we are now. And when we're talking about medical accuracy, you know, each and every vital signs have its own specific reads of what is considered accurate. So it took us a very long time and a lot of different cl clinical trials to validate that, for example, in oxygen saturation, we have only 2% error level mm -hmm. from oxygen saturation 70 until oxygen saturation 100. So it's a yes. very wide range of error level as well with respiration rate that it's only up to three error level, heart rate up to two. So, and once we've been able to conduct those clinical trials inside of major hospitals, we've been able to understand exactly the error level that we have, the standard deviations that we have, and we've been able to prove what's the accuracy. I'm very happy to say that we're in final stages in order submitting it in a lot of different location. One more thing that I would like just to- Go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, Go ahead. one more thing that it's important to mention that we are an SDK provider. Our specific app, which is called Bview, is not publicly available yet. Mm -hmm. But so we are basically an enabler. Doesn't matter if you're an insurance company, a telemedicine company, even just a wellness platform. Instead of asking all your customers to buy a smartwatch, you just can do everything just out of your phone. And one last thing, you know, there's a lot of different conditions where light is not good enough. For example, you're in bed middle of the night. There is just not enough light to see your face. And in this case, we know how to detect those conditions. And we're telling you right away, if you cannot use your face or move to a different location with a, uh, a sufficient light condition, just put your finger on the back camera and mm -hmm. we can extract everything just out of the back camera. 
Very, very interesting. I was going to ask that next, actually, what's the consumer experience? What's the user experience? How long does it take? Is it 30 seconds? Is it two minutes? How long do you have to be there? And what's that feel like? So it's, for each and every read, it's a bit different. For the heart rate, in order to get it accurate, we need between 10 to 12 seconds. Uh, for oxygen saturation, it's about 25 seconds. Respiration rate, about 32 seconds. Mental stress level, and this is the official Bayevsky stress index, we can do in about uh, 45 to 50 seconds. The entire read, even including blood pressure, will take between 55 to 60 seconds, and you'll get all of them at the same time. So... This is interesting to me for a bunch of different reasons. First of all, I'm interested in health. I guess most of us are in fitness and other oh, yeah. things like that. But I've been wondering for quite some time how we can get data about our health that's being monitored. There's a new class of data that's available right now. So I happen to have an Apple Watch. Many people have a smartwatch or others have fitness apps on their phone and stuff like that. And they're accumulating data on their health. That could include heart rate. That could include Everything. variability in heart rate, exercise levels. Many people are capturing data on what they eat and so that you can see what nutrients they have. We seem to lack a way to get that data to doctors in a way that they can consume it. I mean, I talked to my doctor probably, it's got to be months ago now. And I said, hey, you know, um, here's all my, you know, workouts and all that stuff. He says, I don't have time to look at that. <laughs> and he's pretty young and he's pretty tech savvy, right? But we need some kind of system where we can feed all that data, maybe a medical AI or something like that, that can look at that and then maybe alert a doctor, hey, pay attention to this. Hey, pay attention to that. Do you see something like that coming out? So definitely. I don't think that we will ever have enough doctors or, you know, trained professionals that will be able to go through the entire data that we're generating. You know, we're generating endless amount of data and Apple Watch checks your status every 20 seconds, every two minutes, which means there's thousands of reads. And a lot of companies are now working about how to take this information and build the baseline, which will actually build even those kind of guidelines regarding when your health is getting better or it's getting worse and you should maybe start practicing more. You should stop eating junk food, you know, that actually hurts you. And as you can see, I'm not a small guy, to say the least. <laughs> and, and the very interesting thing about what you just mentioned, this is the, the second layer. Because, you know, according to the World Health Organization, within the next 10 years, we're going to have, we, we'll be lacking 15 million doctors worldwide. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to get any better, as, as we both know. And AI comes, and you know, AI is a buzzword, don't get me wrong, but yeah. all the new technologies and cloud resources and statistical estimations and everything comes in order to build us the personalized health graphs. Because when you come to the doctor, and even if he gets your vital signs at the same second, that means nothing. Maybe mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. at the middle of the night or only when you train, something is really bad. And personalized health is going to change everything. You know, if you're going to have your reads, and it doesn't matter if it's my, a smartwatch or, you know, most people won't be able to afford a $1,000 smartwatch, but just by looking at your $200 smartphone, you'll be able to get all your vitals 10 times a day. Mm -hmm. Then building this kind of a baseline will help those kind of, you know, information savvy data centers and, and all those kind of insurance companies and medical service providers, specifically telemedicine providers. You know, there was a beautiful acquisition this week that Teladoc have acquired Livongo. 
Mm-hmm. And this is an amazing integration between random people that need just to talk with a doctor and Livongo, which is purely based on chronic condition patients. And this kind of a combination truly, I guess, evolve. that's a beautiful evolvement to the world of telemedicine because all of us, we will need remote patient monitoring and not just to talk with a doctor once a quarter whenever we're feeling we're getting a cold. And I think that all those kind of technology that comes in order to have your body read at least a few times a day will build a beautiful timeline for us to see and to enable personalized health services. Mm-hmm. And that'll give us very interesting data in health systems as well. So I happen to live in Vancouver, Canada. We have a uh, provincial health Beautiful system, city. National health I, system. I actually That's used to thing. live there. Oh, very good. And some countries like that, you have a very good sense of health across your nation with privacy protections, obviously, but also uh, maybe HMOs in in the US will be able to, you know, judge the health of a population in some way. Where do you see this in in maybe about five years or so? Wow, that's a harsh question. But I think is that, you know, so I would like to break it down to three main insights. The first one is that we see today countries that doesn't even have a source system, but everyone have a smartphone. You know, yes. that's, that's unbelievable. And this kind of an evolution, we, you know, it was unexpected at first, but now we understand that that's where the world is heading. So everyone will have a smartphone. So I think that the average person uses his phone between three and a half to five and a half hours every day. And what if you just, while you're, you know, going through Instagram or watching a video on YouTube or just checking your mail, you will be scanned because there's a front-facing camera that looks at you. So if you can have your entire vital signs being extracted 50 times a day, so everyone that owns a smartphone will have this information. You know, we live now in in the new era of pandemic-enabled society. And with the pandemic, you know, there's a very, very long time that it takes for the World Health Organization to announce that a specific epidemic started in a specific location. What if all this information, just the metadata, yes, no identifiable features will be then aggregated for the World Health Organization? Right. Temperatures are rising an average of one to two degrees among about 50% of the population of this one town. Something's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then the entire world won't have this craziness that is happening now. I haven't been on an airplane for six months. You know how crazy it is? Yes. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you understand what I'm saying. So moving forward in the next five years, medicine is going to be personalized, undoubtedly, mm-hmm. which means there is no just off the shelf treatment for each and every one of us. We are all different. The food we eat, the time that we spend on training or walking every day, the time that we spend sleeping or, you know, the roots and the DNA structure that we have from our parents, everyone is different. And being able to extract those vital signs, and I'm not talking about only the ones that we talk today. Let's talk about 15 different vital signs. In in the next three years, just in Binao, we're planning to have over 20 different vital signs, and we're already working on many of them that will be able to be extracted within one minute, just whenever you you use Instagram. Wow. And if we're going to be able to extract 50 times a day, those kind of vital signs, or, you know, or an Apple watch, that's got nothing to do just with Bina. I think the evolution have started. Then all the treatment and everything will be actively created for us. What do I mean by that? If your vital signs are being read and, you know, telehealth or any other provider will get this information, a doctor should call you three days before you feel bad. 
yes. and will automatically send you a recommendation. Please yeah. take one pill. Please stay one day in bed. And that's <laughs> it. We prevent even getting a cold. <laughs> exactly. Your medication is in the mail. You don't know you're sick yet. Exactly. Just take one. <laughs> there you go. Don't need the visit. Definitely. What do we need the visit? We know what's going on. Very, very interesting. Okay, let's come back to the present. And yes, your technology, is, where is it? Uh, where do you expect it to be in the next few months? So now we have five insurance companies worldwide already using it. And the insurance organization, you know, when we're talking about insurance, doesn't matter if it's health insurance or life insurance, we're talking about the option to manage risk correctly. And whenever they're managing risk, they would like to know it during the underwriting, which means when you onboard a new client to insurance companies. So some companies already take your vital signs during the onboarding in order to add it to the actuary system to define what's the risk on insuring you. Wow. And others, for example, Sompo, have released an app, which is called Lynx. Sompo is the largest insurance company in Japan, that they're measuring the stress level, the heart rate variability and heart rate of all of their customers almost on a daily basis to determine what is the risk, whether it's increasing or decreasing. Mm -hmm. You know, in Japan, there's a really big problem with suicide, not only Japan, in Korea, Japan, and other countries, which I love, by the way, I love Asian countries. And those countries have a massive problem with suicide, with depression, with yeah. a lot of people, you know, the, the number one countries. Exactly. And whenever you're able to measure the mental stress level, you can see degradating conditions of a person. And very quickly, it will actually degradate to depression and then mm -hmm. to much more severe situations. And what we're able to do is to enable all of those organizations to, in one hour, spread it through their app. They don't need to sell or send our app. We're an enabler, so we're yeah. enabling to do that. Other companies, so we have telemedicine providers already use our technology. Think about that. Instead of just having a video session with your doctor and just showing him, yes, I have a rash here. What do you think about yeah. that? He can actually treat you like you're in his clinic. Yeah, you can get your, your vital signs. All that stuff, right? Blood Everything. Pressure. Very, exactly. very interesting. Just through the video. And one last example, which is actually growing very, very fast, is... The world of living in the new age of a pandemic. And we've actually created a system that's called back to work, but it's not just about work. It's back to college, back to prayers, back to any environment that creates interaction between people. So every employee and every person can scan himself before he leaves his home in the morning and he can get an answer right away. You should stay at home today or you can go to work. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's critical, you know, your oxygen saturation is below 92, go see a doctor. That's yeah. really dangerous. Your yeah. respiration rate is above 30. Listen, maybe you just ran five miles, but maybe you should see a doctor. Something is not working well. Yeah. So yeah. those kind of a back to system will be part of everything. Even before you'll go to see a show, you will be required to have your quick health check. Very, very interesting. Obviously, it does bring up the privacy question. Uh, I'm assuming the apps that you're integrated with have appropriate privacy provisions in place and other things like that. But what about, uh, could an app uh, install the SDK and not let people know? And so that people don't know that they're being scanned. Let's say, for instance, there's you know a bad social network or whatever that just wants more data on people's health and other things like that so they can more accurately target ads. You know, Is it possible that they could incorporate some of that technology and then use it to customize some of their user experience? 
I think we all have the beautiful rights of knowing when the camera is operated. Yes. You know, we have to allow it. Even on Windows, you know, when on Mac, whenever an app or a website tries to, not only the light, but actually your computer tells you an yeah. app is trying to access the camera. So a person have his, his option to manage your rights. But, you know, elderly people, people that are not that tax savvy, have an issue and for them, everything's okay. You know, they're not paying attention for that. So like any technology, and let's be honest, if we are just a 50 people startup is able to do that, I don't want to even imagine what armies and governments can actually do. Right. And I think, you know, because this kind of technology started in 1938, I'm sure that there are places that I can actually hack your body. And mm -hmm. when I'm saying hack, I mean like, you know, they can extract Data. sensitive information everything's about data mm -hmm. you know and when you take a look at the dark net medical information is the most expensive one not even financial information not army service medical information is the most expensive one wow and yes you know what if i can just optimize the advertisement to your conditions mm -hmm. just by knowing your medical conditions mm -hmm. if i will be able to know your glucose blood level your cholesterol level your hemoglobin level you'll start seeing commercial well the world is crazy but what i'm trying to say we worked very hard in order just to work with you know formally organized countries we don't yeah. think that we have a weapon don't get me wrong we don't yeah. but we i think we still have this level of responsibility to make sure that it will not be available just for everyone to abuse privacy yes Yes. Well, David, very interesting stuff. Very interesting app. A lot of power there. And I think that over time, it will get combined and we will see our data stream, our health stream, and some AI analysis of that. Thank you so much for joining us on Tech First. Thank you very much, John. Please keep safe, everyone, not just John. And thank you very much for your time. Again, I'm, I'm a real fan. Excellent. Well, everybody else, thank you for joining us on Tech First. My name is John Kutzier. I appreciate you being along for the ride. There'll be a full transcript of this podcast in about a week at johnkutzier.com. You'll see the story on Forbes soon after that. Plus, the full video will be available on my YouTube channel. Thanks again for joining. And hey, maybe share with a friend. Until next time, this is John Kutzier with Tech First.